Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back. It is post-vengeance pre-elimination chamber, and we have a ton of awesome stuff lined up for you guys this week on episode 116 of the Chick Foley Show. Uh, before, you go, before we go any further, let me welcome the stars of the show, Sheena. Hello, hello. And Marco. What up, what up? All right, Sheena, tell them what we were doing last night. PG thirteen. Oh well, before before that, okay. So we went to uh, <laughs> we actually uh, invaded our friends over at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast last night. Myself, the heel husband Marco, uh, we ran in there, and uh, we, you know we, that's where the big boys play. So we wanted to see what was going on over there, and uh, it was so much fun. We had a blast recording with them. Just getting to talk action figures for the entire episode was super super fun. Something that we don't get to do on here a lot unless we do like a bonus episode or something like that so um it was super refreshing we had a blast with those guys so make sure their episode drops on sunday make sure you uh subscribe and check it out marco uh, did you enjoy yourself on fully posable i was great i had a great time it was like it, I, you'll hear me say at the beginning of the show that i was like nervous slash excited because you know <laughs> listen to those guys every pretty much every week and then you know just to be on the show with them was uh pretty mind-blowing so yeah i had, I had a great time oh yeah it was a lot of fun um, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. So you can find me always on Instagram at Chick Foley. Uh, Marco graciously runs the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And then most importantly, you can join our Foley fam at Chick Foley Show. Er, chickfoleyshow.com um, join there it's a dollar a month we have a lot of fun in our facebook group lots of cool stuff we have our chick foley rumble six coming up on saturday night it's been one of the biggest hits uh in our facebook group we have so much fun streaming that thing so make sure you get in before saturday before tomorrow um for your chance to get in the get in the rumble yeah we got a lot more unbox mania videos coming out with our exclusive unboxings up in up in our figure room, um, we had a special edition uh, Black Wrestling Figure bonus podcast go up this week in honor of Black History Month. So, ton of awesome stuff there for a low, low price. Gets you access to a lot of content. Additionally, you get entered into every single giveaway we have. And this week, the giveaway was exclusively for the Premium Foley fan. We are giving away one of the hottest figures out right now, Elite 82 Finn Balor. So this is Finn based on off of his NXT comeback. And it's time to give that figure away. So without further ado, Sheena is going to announce our winner. And the winner of the Elite 82 Finn Balor is... Cody Sethman. Woohoo! I think it's pronounced Seth Man. Seth Man. Yeah. So, Cody, uh, keep it locked in on those DMs. We'll get your details and we'll get that fin headed your way very soon. Before we dive into it, we want to make you, remind you guys to use code Chick Foley at Ringside Collectibles, the number one retailer of wrestling figures worldwide. They'll save you 10% on all your orders. So much cool stuff uh, has been dropping on Ringside here lately, but we'll get to that a little bit later on in our Go Figure segment. So without further ado, it's time to move inside the squared circle. Uh, remember to use the Homage link if you support the sponsor for this segment. Homage, they got so many amazing WWE t-shirts uh, available right now. Uh, and there's some cool uh, sports, other sports shirts also if you're not into you know sports entertainment. Pop culture, yeah. yeah. They have all kinds of cool stuff over there. Yeah, lots of cool stuff at Homage. Uh, use the link. Uh, you can find it on Sheena's 
IG profile, and it'll also be in your show notes in addition to any other of our partners that we mentioned uh, during the show. Just uh, check out those show notes and hit those links. So Vengeance is now in the rearview mirror. It was a pretty good show. I, to me, it was kind of middle of the road as far as yeah. NXT takeovers go, but that still means that it's better than about 98% of uh, wrestling that's out there. For sure. Uh, Sheena, what was your match of the night? I'm going to have to go with, I mean, there was, I feel like they all were pretty good, um, you know, for the most part. But the one that stood out to me was definitely Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Obviously, we saw, you know, how, how it ended, which, you know, really made the match stand out above the others. But, you know, those two guys going head to head, it was much like when Finn fought Kyle O'Reilly and those guys just put on a freaking clinic. It was kind of like the same the same type of wrestling. And Pete Dunne does his, his Pete Dunne things, um, you know, all of his uh, digit manipulation and, you know, breaking people's fingers and wrists and all the things. Um, so I, I love that match. I thought it was excellent. So if, if you're going to go back and watch one match, in my opinion, I would definitely check out Pete Dunne and Finn Balor. Yeah. Finn's definitely been working a more like realistic MMA based style since he's been back in NXT and it's definitely paid off in some of these hard hitting main events mm-hmm. he's had the last few takeovers. Uh, Marco, how about you? What was the highlight of the night for you? So I'm going to go with the, uh, the women's, uh, dusty classic. Um, with uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai going over Ember Moon and uh, Shotzi Blackheart, um, only because I predicted that one correctly. And so I was a little it. surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not. I did not uh, get that one correct. But yeah, I was surprised by the outcome of that match. I mean, the, the modern day Diesel and HBK. So I mean, <laughs> of course they're going to go over uh, Ember Moon. Uh, yeah, it big, seems like they got a lot of momentum cool. going uh, towards women winning those women's tag belts from mm-hmm. uh, Shayna and Nia. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but. Um, they'll, they'll win it at some point, but not, I don't think they'll do it on the first try. Um, but yeah, no, I was definitely excited that they, uh, that they, they took that win because I think it's long overdue for Dakota. I think she's kind of been like, you know, riding the wave a little bit. Like yeah, she's, she's not as like, obviously as over as the other ladies there, but she's definitely up there in, in the skill set. And I think, you know, I think she's getting the right push. I think the cool thing about Dakota Kai is you can go back and just look at her body of work throughout the time that she's been in NXT and you can just see, see the progression. You know what I mean? Like she's not one of those people that just came out from the jump and was just an automatic superstar from, you know, day one, you've really gotten to see her, her growth and stuff in the ring and, you know, her style kind of evolve and stuff like that. So I think, I think that's really cool when, you know, you get to see that, that growth within the superstars. Yeah, definitely. I think my favorite match was probably uh, MSK versus the, the Grizzly. That was an excellent match. There's a lot of really cool moves about that. That uh, that like suicide dive doomsday device that Grizzled Young Veterans yeah. hit was yeah. just incredible. I've never seen that before. Uh, yeah, lucky the dude didn't break his neck uh, when when he took that one, but that was one hell of a move. Um, if you guys had to pick which of the two uh, Dusty Cup winners will win gold first out of uh, out of Dakota and Raquel and uh, uh, MSK. MSK. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh. I guess I think I would say MSK just because um, no the women the women's tag titles uh, you know there there are no women's tag titles on uh, I guess there's no men's tag titles on NXT there is okay my bad my B my B but there's no the women's tag titles are on all three brands the men's tag titles are specific to NXT that's the point title shots though MSK is getting a shot at Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch and then true but I don't are getting shots at Shayna and Nia true but can you see them letting the the raw tag titles go down or not the raw the women's tag titles go down to NXT I think they should I mean when they originally announced them they said they were going across all brands even including NXT UK so it's about time we haven't had an NXT team 
hold the belts yet. So they're due. Um, and I actually think they get a lot of use of them because there's a ton of really talented ladies down at NXT right now. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's going to be Dakota and Raquel. They seem like they got the momentum. You know, Nia and uh, and Shane already showed up on NXT this last Wednesday night to taunt them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'd be a hell of a story seeing Dakota Kai finally get a little bit of revenge on Shayna Baszler from, uh, from breaking her arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the big story coming out of Vengeance was the end of the night. You know, we had Undisputed Era come out to save um, save Finn Balor from, from all the goons. And then almost immediately after, Adam Cole uh, not only super kicks Finn Balor, but he also super kicks Kyle O'Reilly to Man. effectively put an end to the era. Man. Uh, it was heartbreaking. You know, it ranks up there. It's with, uh, you know, Marty Jannetty getting thrown through the barbershop window. Seth Rollins putting the chair in Roman Reigns' back. Um it was uh, it was intense, you know. The social media was blown up with all the all the emotional re- uh, reactions to the ending. Marco, what did you think about Adam Cole's actions at the end of Vengeance Day? Oh man! <clears throat> so if you're if you're a follower of Pat McAfee, he's been telling you since last year that uh, Adam Cole is all for himself, doesn't care yeah. about anyone else. Um, he's kind of been playing the seeds and letting you know. Uh, but you can kind of, you could you kind of see it when um when uh. You know, everyone's getting like their own solo pushes and stuff like that, and you know, you, you can tell he, you can tell he's kind of jealous uh, that people are getting title shots over him after his uh, his big loss to Keith Lee. Um, so it was it was ineb- inevitable at that in that sense, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised by it like everyone else, but after then after I was I wasn't surprised at all because I mean, they needed a shakeup with uh with with UE. I mean. True. I think we talked about this before. It was getting kind of, you know, they won all the gold, you know, and all that stuff. And then once they lost Reaching it, it was like, what do you do yeah. after? Yeah. So. True. I, I, I don't, I have to disagree. I don't think Adam Cole is only out for himself. I feel like he did have the brotherhood and I feel like he had, he had all their backs, you know, over the years and they've all, they've all kind of like rode hard together. Um, I just feel like, I feel like there was jealousy. You know what I mean? He couldn't stand another alpha coming into the pack and, uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly taking up for Finn Balor was just too much for him to take. You know what I mean? It just kind of like, you know, he's been, he's been faithful to, uh, you know, Kyle, like all these years. And then all of a sudden, you know, this new guy comes in and he's got, he's cool. And, you know, he, we know he has this, you know, really cool alter person or uh, what's the, what's the word alter ego, Uh, you know? And so Adam Cole just couldn't, you know, he couldn't deal. I, uh, I wasn't surprised. I mean, Adam Cole, he never even turned face. People just started cheering for him. Pat McAfee came out. It's not like Adam Cole ever came out and really saved anybody yeah. or anything. He's always been a heel. And, you know, Pat McAfee said it his best. Dude's been a scumbag from the start. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, That's what it was. Yeah, he's the <laughs> Panama City playboy. So I think it was definitely on brand for him to do what he did. Yeah. Kylo Riley's the one that turned face. You know, Adam Cole has never done anything different over these last few months. He just yeah. he started to get the fan reaction on, on his side. Uh, yeah. So I think he was, you know, he's staying on brand. I'm ready to see what he does now that he's out. Pretty much, it looks like he's going to be on his own. That leads you to our next question. Um, Roderick Strong has kind of been trying to be the peacemaker, playing in the middle right now. Uh, Marco, what side do you think Roddy's going to end up on? Is he going to go with uh, with Cole, with Kyle O'Reilly, or is, there, or is everybody from Undisputed Era just going to go their own way? Um, so just to like uh, just to like bring another like a counterpoint to what Cheetah said about like you know Adam Cole being like the you know the sticking by his brothers and all that stuff. Like, who's to say he wasn't just using them to get where he needed to be as the well, as the longest reigning NXT yeah. champion, and he probably he may say that that might be a thing. Like I just I just use those guys to get where I needed to be and put myself in a position. So, um, but I believe uh, Roderick Strong teamed with Kyle O'Reilly when Fish was injured, right? To yeah. win those. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I think 
I, I think his allegiance would lie with with Kyle. I mean, with I mean, I would think anyway because he's he kind of like brought him into the into UE. Um, I mean, I would li- I would like to think he would stick stick with uh with him, but who knows? Yeah, Ronnie just, was the last guy to join. You know, yeah. the, the undisputed era. He was, yeah. It was kind of controversial when uh the way he came in and how he came in and stuff. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where his allegiance lies. Uh, Marco, so now that it looks like it's finally come to an end, they had uh, about a four year, coming about three and a half, almost four year run. 2017, August 2017. Yeah, yeah August 2017 is when they debuted. So yeah, almost three and a half years. Uh, what was your favorite Undisputed Era moment? I'm going to have to go with the debut, right? That was like the most exciting thing. You had, you had Drew McIntyre as a champion and then Adam Cole out of nowhere just laying him out and, you know, setting forth what was going to be like the the most dominant faction in NXT history, pretty much. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna go with the remember, debut. Uh, remember, Sanity won the tag belts, and that's when O'Reilly and Bobby Fish came out and attacked them. Yep. And then they, yeah, and you're right. Yeah, they show back up at the end, and all of a sudden Adam Cole comes out of the crowd. That that event's always got a soft spot in my heart because actually I watched that in the hospital. That was the afternoon after in Hawaii. The the big events come on the afternoon because of the time change, and that was actually the afternoon. After our son Brett was born, we we're yeah. still in the hospital, and I'm literally holding Brett in my lap while she was wow. sleeping, watching, uh, watching that show. So yeah, I will always remember uh, watching Undisputed Era debut in WWE. So I agree, that was my favorite moment ever. Sheena, what's yours? I, I think just overall, I think um, my favorite moment was the fact that I mean, we can say you know that it was already planned, but let's let's be real, Undisputed Era, the 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 hype behind their faction allowed them to bring back war games, um, yeah. which has been so much fun, you know, over, over the years that we've gotten to see war games and, you know, that, I mean, that's uh, undisputed era's house, you know, war games, they, they run that shit, you know, so it's been their match. They've been in all four war games matches. Yeah. So uh, I just feel like the fact that, you know, they were so dominant and had so much hype and they were able to bring back war games. I think that that's probably my favorite undisputed era moment and happening. All right, so yeah, Undisputed Era is no more, but the beverage break is still here. Sheena, what are you sipping on this week? Uh, I'm going back to the basics, man. I, I've been drinking Crafties the last few weeks, and um, you know, I had to go back to Miller Lite. Marco? Yeah, I had to, I had to lay off the uh, the beers, and I'm uh, sipping on that, that 19 Crimes right now. That nice. Sweet, uh, of course. Nice. 19 Crizzle for shizzles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with the Miller Lite too. I'm not. We're not even going to mess with the uh, the Snoop Dogg talk this week. We're, we're shutting that one down. <laughs> again. You, you know how me and Marco like to do. We like to drink our Snoop Dogg wine and and gossip. You oh, know, my that's goodness. us. <laughs> gossip talk about girls. our conspiracy. Talk about our conspiracy theories. Yeah, gossip girls. <laughs> that's us. Of the Chick Foley show. <laughs> All right. So moving on to AEW, the other half of the Wednesday Night Wars, uh, exploding barbed wire death match this is like something i would have made up um you know with with my wrestling figures when i was a kid uh, i guess they're gonna have to top what they did uh last time they had an extremely violent match at full gear in 2019 uh marco what's your thoughts on the stipulation for for kenny and mox's match um i'm, I'm excited slash uh scared for both of these guys have you have either one of you ever seen or seen clips of it not even a whole match it's like a what it looks like yeah, it's going to be ridiculous, man. There's yeah, um, no safe way to do this. I do have the, uh, uh, I get, it's, it's buried somewhere, but it's the uh, King of the Deathmatch tournament. I believe it's 95 where, uh, you know, Mick Foley and Terry Funk met each other at the end of it. And, um, well, throughout that tournament, there was different types of matches. Um, every every match had a barbed wire 
thing on it. And uh, they, I think those were their electric, actually. But uh, they had landmines on the one uh, one I seen. So they that's when uh, Mick Foley, if you see that, like, scar on his arm, that, like, horrible one, that's, like, and a landmine blew up on his shoulder. So uh, those are some things that can, that can happen in this uh, nice. in this in this death match. I'm not sure how, like, safe it's going to be for them and uh, what the outcome's going to be. But, yeah, I, I mean... Like I said, I'm, I'm scared. I'm not even in the match, and I'm scared for either one of these guys. So, are we yeah. taking a, a winner on this, or uh, you know, you don't got to make your final prediction. We, we, we'll save that for you know the week before the show. What's your uh, which, which way are you leaning right now? I'm leaning towards Kenny on this one. Um, I think uh, I think someone's uh, due to take some time off at some point, and they're going to explode to get him off to <laughs> get him yeah, off TV for a while. Yeah, it's going to take up. exploding barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Plus, Kenny's got a whole freaking army of goons with him right now. They can yeah, come help him out. So, yeah, exactly. Got the deck stacked against him. Sheena, what, what are you thinking as far as early prediction on this match? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kenny. I think it's it's too obvious to say that this type of match is going to go in um, uh, Mox's favor because this is, I mean, this is typically right in his wheelhouse. You know what I mean? So, I think we're going to get some sort of swerve. Um, I think obviously Mox is going to put up a good fight and get in some crazy offense, but uh, ultimately Kenny's going to come out with the win. Shane, what's your favorite hardcore match ever? I don't know. I'll, uh, Marco, what's your favorite hardcore match? I have to think. Oh boy. Uh, so many. Uh, you go back to like ECW, even before that. <sighs> Yikes. That's a, that's actually a really hard question. Cause this is, I'm not sure if I have a favorite one. Um, I do enjoy them. I'm not sure if I have a favorite hardcore match. If, if I have to pick, it's probably that that uh, the the last match between uh, Cactus Jack and Terry Cactus Funk. Jack. Oh, I was going to say um, Cactus Jack and Triple H. Oh, yeah, no, 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 that's a hardcore match. Yeah, I'm throwing ba- basically like any type of like you know super violent weapons match. You know, I'm encompassing TLC, Hell in a Cell, all that stuff. You know, uh, yeah, you know everything under the the hardcore match umbrella. For me, you know, the two that I always go back to is the. The Hell in the Cell between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. That was the first ever one. I, yeah, I don't even yeah. I almost don't even consider that one a hardcore match. Just that one was so well done. Like that's just a match to me. If I'm going like yeah. straight up gimmick matches, okay. um, I'll probably go Undertaker and Mankind just because that was I, that match is actually like I've changed my opinion on it. For a while, I thought that match was actually garbage. And then I went back and watched it recently and just yeah. the high spots were so good in it that I think it actually is, you know, it it has earned its uh, right to be called a classic. And then the other one is the WLC match, man, at uh, Extreme Rules 2014 between Torito and Hornswoggle. That thing was a masterpiece, you know. 3MB, current WWE champion Drew McIntyre and uh, ex-WWE champion Jinder Mahal get involved. Los Matadors are amazing in it. So, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, go check out the pre-show from TLC 2014. Really great match. Gargano and Ciampa had some hardcore matches that were pretty freaking yeah. badass over the years. Yeah, so. they had unsanctioned match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had a last man standing match. Yeah, those guys definitely tore the house down a few times. All right, it's now time for the Chick Foley Ladies Show. And gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Prediction championship now marco actually filed a petition to the uh the prediction federation board of governors earlier on this week to make it a non-title match for elimination chamber we were we reviewed his uh request and it was categorically denied so we only got four matches announced right now but we are going to be going head to head with the belt on the line but there's going to be a twist this week i'll get to it here in a little bit let's start off though the u.s title 
As of right now, it's a triple threat match. Keith Lee is currently up in the air. We don't, don't know if he's going to be medically cleared to wrestle. But as of right now, Bobby Lash is going to be defending the belt against Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. I'm, I refuse to just call him Riddle. I'm still going to call him Matt Riddle. Uh, at Elimination Chamber, Marco, what's your pick? Man, we, we talked about this a little bit before. It's, you know, depending on whether Keith Lee appears in this match or not, it makes a huge difference in the winner because my, my original – my pick would be Keith Lee to win. Um, if he is in it, can we make two predictions if he is or isn't in it? Or are we just going with one – Prediction. How are we, we doing just, this? I think we just go with just one. Go with one, go with one for now. Who is then... leaving with the U.S. Championship at Elimination Chamber? Oh, if Keith Lee's in it, Keith Lee. I'm going to go with Keith Lee as the winner. All right. Sheena? Mm, I'm going with Bobby Lashley, dude. I think. Um, Smooth he, Bobby. Yeah, he, I know. Can you believe I, I picked Bobby Lashley? Um, I feel like he's got a lot of momentum. He's had a lot of build. Uh, I don't know. There's two ways to go on this because I feel like th- that could also mean that he could drop it to. Keith Lee or Riddle and then, you know, shoot him up a ladder, you know, a rung in the ladder and he could go for like, you know, a uh, main event title. So I don't know. I, I'm going with Bobby Lashley. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I think Bobby Lashley is actually going to lose the belt. I think, I think Sheena might be onto something. I think he, uh, I think he's got his eye on that WrestleMania main event, finding a way into that somehow. And I think yeah. he's going to lose track of what's going on. It's a lot of ways you can lose in a triple yeah. threat match. He doesn't even have to get pinned yeah. to lose the belt. Um, him and MVP have had, Few little minor uh, minor words here recently. Um, you know, MVP's not liking the the super vicious side of Bobby Lashley. I think somehow uh, I don't know who's going to win out of the other two, but I do not think Bobby Lashley is leaving with the U.S. title. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, now now I'm second guessing, but it's fine. That's, it's, it's fine. Whatever, it's, it's fine. Whatever. Final answer. She said Bobby Lashley. Marco's <laughs> taking Keith Lee. I hate Bobby Lashley. He always does me wrong in these things. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the SmackDown side of the house, the Elimination Chamber match. So Damn. we got Jay Uso versus Kevin Owens versus Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus Sire versus Daniel Bryan. Sheena's going to go first. We need the order of elimination, Sheena. That's going to be the twist this week because we only have four matches announced right now. So we got to spice it up a little bit. What Damn. is going to be the order of elimination? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, okay, okay. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, well, the chances of either of us getting this right are slim to none. So, so. we'll give. We're going to get points. I mean, if <clears throat> anyone you get right in the order, you get a point. So there's a total of six points are actually available in this match. So mm-hmm. these two okay. these elimination chair matches really going to determine it. Okay, so I'm going to say first elimination is going to be Sami Zayn. Okay. Second elimination is going to be Baron Corbin. Third elimination is going to be Cesaro. Fourth elimination is going to be this one. This one's tough. This is where it gets hairy. Suspenseful. It's getting suspenseful. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. it's getting is going out fourth, and then it's going to be between Jay and Daniel, and I'm going to say Daniel Bryan gets eliminated and Jay Uso wins the elimination chamber. Okay, she was mm-hmm. picking Jay Uso to win the elimination chamber. That set up a very interesting match. Yeah, uh, yeah. Marco, what, what are you going with for your order? Get a finger poke a doom situation, you know. So, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go uh, first elimination. I'm going to s- Oof, let me see. See, going to be Sammy or Baron. I'm going with. 
Um, I'm gonna go Baron Corbin's gonna be the first. I think Sammy's gonna be slimy enough to like kind of stay in it for a little bit. Uh, so Baron first, he's gone. Um, second will be then then Sammy will be the second one after Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. This is yeah. This is where it gets really tough. Uh, Cesaro, even though he's kind of like on a if you watch like Talking Smack, and uh, you know he's kept this like killer promo about you know wrestling and all stuff. So he might stay a little bit longer, but I'm, I'm saying he's going to be the third. So I, I've, I've bought into Cesaro too many times, and it's yeah. never paid off. So yeah, I just, yeah, you know. <laughs> I agree. So until, he's until proven otherwise, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm going to go fourth. I'm going to go Jey Uso fourth. Okay. Then I'm going to go last two, Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan. Huh. Here's, here's what I'm predicting. People want this Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns match to happen at Mania. Guess what? It's not happening at Mania. It's happening at Elimination Chamber. Daniel Bryan versus oh, yeah. Roman Reigns. Elimination Chamber. Happy. They're going to give you a little tease. And uh, Roman's going to come out on top. Um, I think, yeah, that's what I think. So you think Daniel Bryan's women winning the elimination chamber? Yes, I do. When he's facing Sweet. Roman Reigns at the end, they need something exciting because this match isn't really exciting at all. So. All right, so Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Then who wins? Roman Reigns. All right, yeah. Sheena. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Who yeah, wins? No, no chance. Yeah. All right, so both people, both of you guys are picking Roman Reigns to leave with the belt. Let's move back over to Raw. So. Drew McIntyre is actually going to be defending the WWE Championship in the chamber. We got Drew versus AJ versus Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton versus Sheamus and versus Kofi Kingston. Marco, you go first this time. What's the order of elimination? Oh boy, this is this is even this is harder because these are all like you know these are it's killers. All former champs. They're all, all killers. Former all champs, these guys, yeah. they, you know, one of them's a legend killer, but they're all killers in their own right. Um, so first elimination. I'm going to go with the Enigma, Jeff Hardy. I agree. He's gone. Um, second elimination, I'm going to go with – this is going to sound crazy to you guys. AJ Styles is second. No, he, he's good. gone. No, um, he, just doesn't, he doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He, he's also – he's a key player in this – um, elimination chamber match. I mean, he's going to do awesome, but yeah, he really doesn't make sense as far as like, you know, winning this thing. Yep. So we have uh Randy Sheamus and Kofi and Drew McIntyre actually, cause he's at the match. Yeah, you can go um, <laughs> so uh, after uh, AJ Styles gets eliminated, I'm going to go with, <sighs> this is rough. Um, uh, cause I feel so I, I think it, this is where I was talking about earlier. There's going to be a return. I feel like the feed's going to return and yeah. cost Randy Orton. So Randy Orton's gone. He's the next one. Right. Um, uh, then I leave Sheamus, Drew, and Kofi. <sighs> Kofi's a, a marathon man. You know, he stays. He he can go. He can go. Yeah, showing last time he was in the elimination chamber. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's gone right after. <laughs> he's All a right. bro Let's kick. Head head kick kicked right off his shoulders. Sheamus and Drew, they're the last two. They want to kind of want this, you know, you know, they're friends and now they're bitter rivals. Um, and obviously Drew McIntyre wins um, right. the Elimination Chamber, retains his title. All right, Sheeta, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to go same first elimination, Jeff Hardy. I think AJ Styles is going to get eliminated next. Um, 
followed by Randy Orton, followed by Kofi, and then yeah, Sheamus. And I think I think Drew's winning this thing. I think he's. So did you guys was that the exact same? No, we, he no he had um he had AJ going out third. He had I think he had. No, he had AJ second. No, he had AJ oh. second. He had Jeff third. AJ. Randy, Sheamus, and then actually, actually, don't see. I don't think Sheamus is going to go out second to last. I think because I think they, I, I think that still might be a match we see, end up seeing at Mania, and I don't think that would happen if they end up being the last thing in the chamber. I see Sheamus getting eliminated by Drew, and then hitting him with a brogue kick and like setting him up for somebody else to possibly, possibly steal the pin Ooh, on him. Yeah, Sheamus is coming. Yeah. Sheamus is coming in last though, so he does got an advantage set up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one mm-hmm. bonus match we had announced on SmackDown tonight for the women's. Tag team championship. Uh, Shayna and I are going to be defending the belts against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. You know oh, what damn. you think. <laughs> um, well, crap. Um, I think Shayna and I are going to retain. I don't, okay. I don't see, uh, I mean, it wouldn't make much sense. I mean, Bianca would have to drop it. It wouldn't make much sense for her being the tag champ going into like mania. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not it's not impossible, but to me, like, I think her big win, if she wins at Mania, it's going to be, you know, like, just, I think it's going to just be like that moment. Like, it's not going to be, oh, I'm the tag champion and I'm the, the world champion, you know? Okay. Marco, what do you think? Oh, that's tough. Um, do they give, does Sasha Banks need the women, uh, the women's tag team championships again? She doesn't, um, but I, I told you guys before in kayfabe, if you're feuding with somebody and you end up coming together as a tag team, you get like a 15% boost on your XP. Remember, that's how Shayna and Nia originally won the belts. They were, they were yeah, feuding with each other. That's true. And they got teamed up, you know, Bianca and Sasha, they're kind of like frenemies right now. So I think they could get a little bit of mojo going. But they weren't champions. Well, uh, one of them wasn't two, the champion. Two belts, Belair. That's a, that's a difference. So you're like, one right. of like when Nia and Shayna were going at it, one of them wasn't a champion. Um, so um, I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go with Nia and Shayna. They're pretty unstoppable, and I, I could see something, some miscommunication happening with Bianca and Sasha, and that kind of yeah. leads into the WrestleMania match because they can't be best friends going into Mania. That's it's not fun. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's team won the six man. No, the women or the six woman. Sorry, no, no. he didn't. Okay, I'll look it up real quick. Um, Yeah, so looks like a pretty good lineup. I think there's a good chance we have two or three uh, matches that could get added over the weekend. If they do, we'll get the predictions out in uh, Sheena's IG story. But as of now, it's going to be the U.S. Championship match and the Elimination Chamber match on SmackDown. It's really going to determine if Marco can successfully defend the belt (sighs) and hold it. For two weeks straight. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, it's time for Go Figure. This is where we talk about all the latest in the world of wrestling figure, wrestling figure news. We talk about our latest purchases and get you guys all up to speed on what is going down in figure collecting. This segment is, again, sponsored by Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your purchases there. Marco, take us away with figure news. Oh, man. So we have... uh... So it's not up today. Sorry, um, I think they're they're out of they're sold out already. So Fan Takeover Series Two, uh, it was up earlier this week on Amazon for pre order. Obviously, they sold out rather quickly, um, and then today they popped up again. Uh, so you can pre order again today. I think they're I think all the links are down again. Um, not sure what is going to happen, but um, it seems like you just if you just keep on checking back, I believe they're uh, 
supposedly in April, uh, mid-April or beginning. So uh, they might pop up again on Amazon, but they are there, um, all four of them. They, the names um, and pictures are all messed up. Uh, they don't represent the right uh, figure. So you might see like Christian and it says like Randy Orton on it, but yeah. uh, the links are I, accurate. I just ordered the whole set. When they went up the other day, I just I, I, did, I have zero tra- – Amazon will get you the figures, but yeah, those descriptions are all jacked up. So I just said, screw it. I'm ordering all four and I'll see what I end up getting. Yeah, so yeah, they they were up. I believe they're gone. I I got I because I posted that and a lot of people were commenting saying all oh, the links down now. And I was like, yeah, I mean you gotta be you gotta be quick, yeah, you be quick on the draw nowadays. So, but yeah, they are there. And um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Obviously, I need that X Pac in my collection because you know, you know, yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to start a that. graveyard. Yeah, you're gonna have to start a graveyard uh, <laughs> display for all the legends that you take down. <laughs> like you know, like Undertaker's you're gonna have graveyard. to. Yeah, you may have to get yourself that custom Chick Foley since you won the prediction championship. You know what I mean? You took down, oh, yeah, you took down the legend Chick Foley, so you're gonna have to to get you that custom. That's have you, uh, have you have you started to build your checklist for your Sean Waltman uh, collection yet? I have not, but uh, I, I want to stick with elites. I, I don't think I'm going to d- jump into the uh, the Hasbro uh, area because that's too. That's, that's I mean, you could always you could always just you could still go like the WCW Toy Biz and the uh, the uh, Bendums. There's still a lot, there's still a lot of uh, Xbox stuff out there. The Bone Crunchers. We'll just go with the. I mean, I, I just really kind of just wanted the one, two, three kit. And that was it because you know, I mean, that's. That was the beginning, and I'm the I'm the new one, two, three kid now. So that kind of represents yeah. who it I a, am. It's a great figure uh, too. I really yeah. do love. It. I, I I really wish we could get a heel uh, one, two, three kid also in the black and red gear because all we got oh, is the awesome. uh, the blue one from his like original debut. That'd be great. All right, what we, else we got? Uh, so we have uh, so we spoke about this actually last night on uh, fully posable, but uh, Cal- Kevin Sullivan is uh, next up in the uh, Zombie Zaylor Toys uh, um, retro line that he has coming out. So. Um, did you guys get to see that uh, like little preview video he did or like yeah, trailer? Was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. So yeah, that's uh, that was pretty exciting. I mean, hopefully a lot more legends gonna jump on board that you know don't have legends deal with the yeah, WWE. They posted, and, they posted the sketch of it today. It looks pretty rad. It's like you know. So I don't want more legends. I want more members of the Dungeon of Doom. Oh yeah, I that like was that. my favorite iteration of uh, Kevin Sullivan. You know the Taskmaster. So give me you know give me the Yeti. Give me the giant. <laughs> shark kamala was in there for a little bit you know maybe we can finally get the kamala with the uh the moon belly um yeah give give me the whole dungeon of doom in uh hasbro form that would be awesome yeah yeah, i'm super excited about this uh as more and more i I, i'm assuming like as the months go by there's gonna be more reveals of uh of uh pretty much any any company that's doing like retro retro figures now so i'm actually pretty excited about this this time around we kind of touched on this uh last night as well like what are the like? You know, what are the value? Like, is the value going to change on these these new forms of uh, or Hasbro's, if you want to call them that? Like, what yeah, do you guys I think, think? Is yeah, I think it's going to be um, kind of like what we touched on last night. I think these are small batch made. You know, they're not like mass produced like the Hasbro's were and stuff like that. I think they're going to you know retain their value and, and if anything go up in value as the as the time. Yeah, goes be on. exclusive. Yeah, I think these are going to be a little bit different value wise. I actually. I think they're going to be really, really expensive when they first come out and people miss out on them. Cause like Sheena said, I got to imagine they're going to be small batch, but what I worry about as far as them like holding and actually increasing their value five and 10 years down the line is, um, the, like the discoverability of these things. Cause you know, Jeff and Scott kind of mentioned that they're not made by Hasbro. They're not made by Mattel. 
Um, I just wonder if down the line, these things are going to kind of fall by the wayside as, you know, mm. the people who are collecting at this time get older and people come and go out of the hobby. Um, but think it, about how much we know about action figures and like the the stuff that came out. I mean, you just saw those, you know, those new prototypes that came out and like somebody found that in a catalog that was probably stashed in an attic somewhere. Now we have the internet. So if you're searching for something, I mean, it's going to come up. So even collectors like on down the line, like if you type in Bruiser Brody figure, it's going to pull up this zombie sailor toys, Bruiser Brody, you know, right. So I yeah. think, you know, I don't, I don't think people are going to have problems finding things in that way. I mean, whether they know what they're looking for or not, I mean, they may not be looking for that specific figure, but I think, um, yeah, I think people look for that specific figure, but nobody's going to stumble upon it. I think people stumble upon, um, WWF Hasbro's and stuff. They'll just search WWF Hasbro and see what's out there. I don't know if 10 years from now, somebody's going to search zombie sailor toy and, uh, see what figures yeah, I mean, they may I not, hope they I'm may wrong. Not. I hope the line blows up yeah. and, uh, and this thing's still going 10 years from now, but that would be my one concern. If anybody is out there looking at these things as an investment, because that's kind of where collectibles are getting to be at. Some of these things, it, um, kind of, uh, the price goes up on them so much over the years, but that would be the one thing I'd worry about is just how discoverable they're going to be down the line. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on. Uh, this is this I was super excited about when they debuted this on, on Twitter, uh, storm collectibles, is doing another uh, Jushin Liger, and it's based mm-hmm. on his debut um, gear. So he, he has it about the horns. It was before, uh, you know, the horny, horny phase. Horny. Like, Seth's, Seth's <laughs> your favorite dad joke. No. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, joke. <laughs> you know, it looks really cool. Um, it was, I believe, in 1989 at Tokyo Dome. Uh, he debuted that, that look. I mean, obviously he was wrestling before that, but he came in as Jushin uh, Liger that night. And um, he actually won that night as well. Um, yeah, when are they, they going to give us unmasked Jushin? Yeah, Kishin yeah. Liger, that would be Ooh. pretty awesome. That's yeah. probably next. Oh, that's, that's, that's really that like the kind of basis for like the demon Finn Balor and like the fiend gimmick, you know, where it's like you have this like extremely vicious, like unbeatable version of yourself. So that would be pretty cool. If Storm gives us that one. Mm-hmm. This figure looks spectacular. I'm sure it'll be great, like all the Storm Jushin Thunders. Um, but I, I just still the scale is just so off from from the Mattel and Jazzwear scale that uh, I haven't been adding these guys into my collection. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. They're, yeah. They're not the, uh, yeah. They, especially if you're, you know, you're trying to match them up with the, the, the your elites mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it's not, the, they're not the, you know, I mean, they're not bad. I mean, they're definitely like, like high quality figure. It looks like stunning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one of the, there's some of the best oh, wrestling figures that have awesome. ever been yeah, made. Those, there's no the doubt capes about are, that. The capes are great. Like I love yeah. those like metallic sparkly capes and the yeah, gear and everything. They're cool because you can like the the capes have like kind of like that um like uh, almost like you can like bend them and like and uh, pose the yeah the they got cape like the too. wire the wire yeah on the, the wire at the bottom yeah. yeah so that's pretty awesome as well and you can pretty much they have tons of sets of different like hands and stuff like that too so you can do all different types of poses and I, I have mine like set up with like all three of them um they're all doing kind of like a almost like a young buck slash Shawn Michaels nice. type of thing so. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I think I have like the first figure in the front doing the Shawn Michaels, and then the other two doing like the the uh, the Young Bucks pose on the back. So yeah, uh, if, you're, yeah if you're a Jushin fan, these are must adds to the collection. The only reason um, we don't have one is because we have a custom that we had made. Um, but yeah, if, yeah awesome. if we didn't have that custom, I mean, we would definitely have the the Storm collectibles because I mean, you got to have at least one in the collection, you know? For sure. Yeah, no, I'm so we get a uh, I'm so hoping we get a Pop Funko Jushin Thunder Liger. I don't know that why would be so cool. Yet. You get you gotta think that's coming at some point, like down the line. You would think, hopefully, yeah. anyway. Um, so after that, so we have, uh, so I think we talked about this last week. This always happens. We talk about like 
you know, unrivaled series, whatever. And like, oh my God, did you see the pictures of the, you know, all this stuff? And then like literally the next day, I was about to be going into a, uh, I saw the tweet that they were up for pre-order and I was about to have to go into a meeting for work. And I literally texted Sheena like, uh, like unrivaled five up for pre-order, order them now, 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 now. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, stack, stack, stack. Yeah. And then I had to go in the meeting where I didn't have cell service and literally like had to grit my teeth for like 45 minutes. Cause I, you know, Sheena hadn't responded yet by the time when it was me. So I had no idea if she received it, you know, if, if, Brett took her phone and it hit it in a cabinet or something. And like, I'm picturing, I'm picturing by the time I get out of this meeting that ringside's going to have them on like pre-order Pre-order nine, you know, I'm going to get them sometime in like 2026. But uh, yeah, we got them though. Yeah. They did stick around for a little bit. Uh, Obviously. I mean, these figures have been like, once they go up on ringside, they're pretty much almost gone. They're almost sold out. It's pretty insane. Um, But yeah, I definitely uh, picked up the, I think, I think I just did the whole set. I didn't choose which ones. Um, I, th- I mean, they're all. I think there's there's one repeat, or is there two? There's Hangman Mox. and John, right, and Moxley. Yeah, yeah. but Hangman yeah, so isn't as tight, so it's going to be a yeah. uh, a distinctly different Hangman. I think it's going to be the best Hangman we've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. And a quick pro tip, also, um, if you are into, if, even if you don't necessarily want the whole set, if you're getting the majority of them, if you order the complete set, they ship first from ringside. Though we've noticed that at least with yeah. the AEW figures, I think it's the same with the elites also um basically when they start coming in people are getting the whole sets i think they take them like you know straight off the truck and send them off to shipping and get processed and go out whereas the people who are getting individual figures they start busting those out you know about a little less than a week later so if you want to be the absolute first to get these figures when they drop order the whole set yeah because i mean, actually i can attest to that because uh i think the last uh set that i got they actually on the on the box of the packaging it says like you know box one of one of 200 or whatever so they are pretty much just taking that that whole box and just giving it to you essentially so yeah, yeah don't ship the label and send it on its way yeah so yeah definitely do that if you're uh even even if you like oh i don't i don't, I don't want another cody or whatever just do the whole set uh yeah. you need to get it away just give it away if you if you well, have yeah, i was gonna say you wouldn't you're not gonna have any problem selling that the extra figure that you don't want. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, exactly. Especially if you're a good brother and you sell it for retail plus shipping, you know? Yeah. It, it obviously like, you know, around it, they're not the easiest figures to find right now. Right. Um, that's I've still only seen them in the wild one time. And that was taking a box right off a pallet mm-hmm. and then rushing over to the home goods section. I think Tristan found a set around here. I don't know if he, where he was in the area, but um, our buddy shoes up sleeves down on Instagram. He lives in the same area as Seth and I, and he's part of our Foley fam. And he, uh, I think he found didn't, that. Uh, didn't you see him on the pegs at a Walmart you were at one time? I thought you saw a couple at the Walmart on Nemo. I don't think so, dude. Oh, no. Okay. no. But yeah, this Jungle Boy and the Luchasaurus are, yes. are must-ads to anyone's collection. I'm su- I'm super excited to see like the finished product of this Luchasaurus yeah. and see how they do it. But yeah, He's I love be incredible. Yeah, I love me some Jungle Boy and I'm stoked to add to add him to the collection. But yeah, you also have um you got we said we said Moxley. I think it's Frankie Kazarian. Yep, is the other one. Sky. and Scorpio Sky. Yeah, um, it seems like they're the champ. They they have the belts too, so maybe we'll we'll get to see what the uh, AEW tag team titles look like as well. So yeah, it looks like it's from that um, the night they won those. So that'd be pretty sick. Um, but yeah, um, continuing on with Jazzwares um, in stock right now at Ringside Collectibles UFC Series One. Um, we talked about this a little bit last night too as well, um, but uh, they are in scale with. With everything else, so you can set up all your dream matches uh, that you've been, especially with Conor McGregor, because he's he's kind of the guy that everyone wants to be.
be like in, in, in sports entertainment or wrestling, uh, just because his he's he has a gimmick. Um, yeah. and his gimmick is pretty heelish. So he, I think you do find in that world. Um, pretty heelish. Yeah, he's pretty. the he, he's the heeliest of the heels. <laughs> well, he makes you like it. He's like, I mean, he's like, oh, he's he's a, a likable heel, but you have to. Yeah. Have, I mean, he's he's definitely not. Um, I don't know. It's just because he's got charisma. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily because he's like likable. He's funny. I think, yeah, he's, he's funny, which also makes him, you know, endearing. A well, I think bit. the other thing is for the longest time, he backed it up. True. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yes. For the longest yes. time he backed it up. Agreed. It's, it's lost a little bit of a luster because he's, you know, he's taken a couple of L's, but uh, <laughs> yeah. he's still, he's still a legend. You know, he's definitely in the top 10, um, you know, MMA fighters of all time, I'd say. I got my my Connors on the way right now. I cannot wait to get it. I saw some photography of him posted up with unrivaled Kenny Omega. The yeah, the scale looks perfect. Yeah. It's gonna be really cool having this guy on the shelf alongside my wrestling figures. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, is it you guys get the, the Did you get the Amanda the Amanda Nunez or? No, I didn't just because, you know, I I hope this line is really successful, but I didn't really care for that individual figure. I just I looked at it, didn't love the look of it. um, So I'm passing. But I really hope this line does well, because like I mentioned last night, I really want that scale octagon. That's my number one goal for this line is to get a real scale octagon. And you didn't want uh, you didn't want uh, the other ladies shaking in their boots like Becky and yeah he, he didn't Charlotte want he didn't want Ronda getting uh, yeah Ronda you know, getting all scared get her feelings hurt yeah, yeah. All my Ronda figures would go missing yeah <laughs> oh that was a brutal fight uh, oh man that was so big, bad. biggest disappointment I was I was so hyped we invited everybody over that night we were I was so stoked for Ronda's comeback and then it was just I, I couldn't believe that it happened like that I was man. like I was shocked. <sighs> I, mean, I knew I knew Nunez was not you know was not to be messed with, but I I thought for sure after Ronda had went MIA and kind of just like you know buried herself in the sand for a little bit once mm. her re, once her reemergence happened that she wasn't going to go out like that you know yeah I always said she should have she should have a, a match before that like a, a few fights Warm before Amanda she should have yeah. jumped head first into that. That's yeah. th- that's one lady you don't want to jump head first into ask Cyborg. No, no. <laughs> no you don't she mess with the lioness. Cyborg. Yeah. Um, but moving on. So I got my notification today uh, earlier. Actually, I think I got it late yesterday and just seen it uh, this morning in my email. But a lot of people started getting their notifications. So Ultimate Edition 8, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and, and Lusty Eyes Edge. Is uh, <laughs> headed to your you, doorstep. Yeah, you better you, watch uh, out for that pre-ordered. lusty eyes edge. All your yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, talking we, about your lady figures. <laughs> they're all, they're our, all going to be pregnant, not a commission. <laughs> yeah, we get our shipping notification. Also, I'm uh, I'm skeptical on the Macho Man. I really wish you know. I'm sure the figures gonna look cool, but I really wish we would have got Macho in one of his more like truly iconic attires. Like I was hoping they would just run back WrestleMania Seven Macho again in uh yeah. in ultimate form. But uh, it should look pretty cool. It's definitely a solid throwback to the. The Hasbro Macho Man. Yeah, a lot of people were super hyped for the figure. I think it's Macho. You know, Macho's figures always sell. Yeah. And it may be like his his second Defining Moments figure. I wasn't really that hyped when I saw the pictures online, but then I saw it in person and I was like, okay, this figure's incredible. So Mm -hmm. I'll keep an open mind on it, but I'm definitely a little bit more excited for Edge than than the Macho Man. Yeah, like I said, especially with the... uh, the lusty eyes edge like my yeah. my wife's like she when she was watching wrestling like edge was her one of her favorites so hopefully uh, i mean hopefully it doesn't go end up missing when it been a uh, good looking dude yeah him him and that mandy rose <laughs> figure together they'd be damaging you know what i mean <laughs> like your beth phoenix figures are gonna get mad <laughs> but yeah beth is gonna be pissed 
So like, hey, Dave, did you did you see my uh, did you see my Edge figure? It's a uh, <laughs> there's two in a box. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just has Macho Man's in here. What the heck happened to Edge? Um, <laughs> Marco, um, what uh, what all did you pick up this week, man? Uh let me see. I I really didn't pick up any figures this week. I mainly got like uh, stuff that I ordered. Uh, so I finally got my Hasbro Maniacs uh, Hasbro uh, uh, book that they have. Very um, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's almost like a catalog. Yeah, like it is. The, the way they set it up, it's actually pretty cool. Like you, you almost want to like order from it if you if you could. You like you just scroll through all the pages. Like, oh my god, that's so sick! That's so sick! And at the end, you want to see like a mail order page where you you check yeah. off what you want to. But it, yeah. obviously, it's not there. But no, it's a really awesome, really awesome uh, book. Highly recommend it. Um, I have that along with my my LJN book as well. Um, and the other thing that I got in the mail was the I, I wore it last night. Um, on, on video it was the uh, the nation of domination uh long sleeve sleeve sweater from uh this podcast a black wrestling podcast yeah. uh, if you haven't listened to it it's actually a really awesome podcast funny dudes um uh sack guy greg's on there a lot too like they have him um uh co-hosting sometimes too and the banter is i mean you want to yeah. hear some He's yeah. been he's been talking about that podcast for a few years now, or a couple years, and yeah, yeah. I, I have yet to check it out just because I have so many freaking podcasts in my you know podcast lineup, my queue. But uh, yeah, I'll, since you started listening, I'm definitely gonna check it out and see what it's all about. Yeah, they're good dudes. Yeah, so uh, that that's pretty much it. No, nothing in nothing in figure form. Everything else is like I said, is doing social distancing and everything's you know coming in the mail. Nothing actually spotted because it's 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 dry in my area. So yeah, same. We grabbed the Royal Rumble 93 jacket from Chalkline this week. That thing's spectacular. Ooh. Very, very nice. It's one of their satin jackets, so it's a little bit nicer than the typical uh, Fanimation jackets. One thing that's cool that I did not realize until we actually had it in hand today is that uh, Bret Hart and Razor Ramon on the back of it, they're actually airbrushed. I thought it was just portraits that they you what? know had screen printed onto it, but yeah. it, it's airbrushed wow. artwork on there, and it, it looks sick. It's a very, very nice jacket. Looking forward to rocking that when we go out. And then uh, Sheena's posted a ton of pictures on there. We got the the Legends of Lucha set. Mass Republic went ahead and sent us um, early release versions of the accessory packs and the figures. So uh, Sheena, just give them your initial thoughts. You know, she, we're, she's holding them in hand right now, checking them out. What do you think of these guys? Um, how, how did they do? Oh, I think they look amazing. I mean, they're stunning. You know, the the details on the masks and the tattoo paint apps and everything look incredible. The additional head sculpts look good. Um, I haven't opened these yet because I've been waiting for you. We're going to do an unboxing mania. And of course, you know, our schedule has been like insane this week or, you know, just haven't been able to get it together. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to get these out of the box and feel the articula- or the, yeah, the articulation and whatnot. What about the accessory packs? Oh yeah. The accessory packs are cool. They got like a, we had a dog collar. We got a, uh, you know, a thing that you chop corn with. I can't remember what the actual <laughs> name of it is, but like, it's like the, the children of the corn, like, you know, hatchet thing. The scythe. Is it a, was a scythe? Yeah. Wow. Is, that, is that right, Marco? Is it a scythe? It, you, it, Marco was like harvesting right. corn. Mar- Marco's a genius. Dude. Marco lives yeah. in the Northeast. He's not like, you know, out harvesting yeah, I'm not, corn. I'm not, yeah, I'm not down there. We need to ask yeah. Jordan. I'm not Jordan Wells would be the one now. to ask yeah, what, this, what this is. Yeah, but you get a barbed wire bat. So it's the, um, the Lucha de las Muerte set. And then the other accessory set's called what? Let me see. Um, where's the other accessory set? So I think we got the, uh, 
the Lucha Extrema set. So yeah, super cool. You get a chair, like I said, the dog collar, you get a cinder block match, you get a nightstick, a, a microphone. Um, the additional head sculpt that comes with uh, Penta is just insane. Like it's got the mask that's ripped and the detail just looks ridiculous. Like he, I don't know. It, it's, it's crazy. Um, the major bros posted some side-by-sides of them with uh, the AEW unrivaled. They are a little bit smaller. It looks like than than the unrivaled series. AEW unrivaled is like a touch big. True. Think, yeah. So. Yeah. These guys may be just perfect. Yeah. Cause they're not big guys, but yeah. Very cool figures. And for those wondering at home, yes, it is a sky. It's a, you know, more commonly known as like the Grim Reapers tool that he's always carrying around and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, figures look great. Very excited to see what else Master Public cranks out. We already have the Fanaticos, which is kind of their answer to the basics line. We got the Taya Valkyrie, new NXT signing, and uh, Juventud Guerrera ordered. So support these guys because the more companies, the merrier. You know, we're going to get more figures coming out. It's going to be easier to get the figures on the pegs because there's going to be more competition. And we're going to be getting more, a wider variety of wrestlers um, showing up. So help support Master Public. They're a great company, great figures. And I cannot wait to see what else comes out from them in 2021. El All right, it's time for Quarantine and Chill. This is where we give you guys some suggestions to keep it tranquilo while we're still on lockdown and stuck inside with the cold weather. So, Marco, uh, what do you got for us this week? All right, so uh, my pick is the uh, Netflix documentary. It's uh, it's, uh, it's about the Cecil Hotel. I think it's called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at Cecil Hotel. Um, it's uh, fairly recent. Uh, happened a few years back. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen the... You know, the the video of the um, Asian woman that was kind of, you know, acting erratic um, at a, a elevator uh, door. And, um, you know, she's like, you know, gets in the elevator, kind of like peeking outside and, you know, then she ends up disappearing and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember um, Yeah, so the, this, uh, there's a docu- this documentary is based on that, but also based on the hotel itself, um, basically the history of it uh, when it started and, you know, the the strange happenings that happen at this hotel. Um, they interview a lot of people that worked at the hotel and, you know, people that stayed and lived, you know, during like the, um, uh, like the like seventies, eighties, even nineties and stuff like that. So I won't give it away a, a lot of stuff cause they get deep in, into like the different, uh, you know, they call internet sluice. The people that kind of like dissected the video. Yeah. They, they found a water tank on the ceiling uh, or on the roof. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, someone was like showering or use their faucet in one of their rooms, and you know, some some un- unrecognizable fluid was coming through. So that's what that's what tipped them off, and you know, they uh, went up and checked, and it was it was her. They found her remains and everything, and uh, basically, the, you know, the documentary goes through the whole like you know where where she started, and you know um, how she ended up at the hotel, and you know, they they interview like I said, they interview everyone that worked there, and everyone was there at the time. Um, her whereabouts in and around the uh, that hotel area while she was visiting. Uh, uh, she's from Canada, so she was visiting the United States at the time. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I, remember, it's, I remember when that story first popped off. So yeah, definitely to check it out because I was yeah, it's pretty interesting when it was first in the news. You got you guys definitely went morbid this week. Sheena's uh, rocking with the vampires. Tell me about your pick, Sheen. So we are finally getting around to listening to or watching what we do in the shadows. We watched the movie a few years ago and uh, I mean, I loved it. It's just totally, totally right in my sense of humor. I love all things, you know, vampire, of course, but um, 
they they did a TV show based on the movie. Um, it's all the same cast of characters, um, but it, it's just so freaking funny. I told Seth the other day as we were watching it, I was like, this is basically like The Office for vampires. You know, they follow them around <laughs> at night, like, you know, doing their things and kind of like interweaving themselves with, you know, humans and how the awkward the interactions. Because these are like ancient vampires. They're not like new vampires. Yeah. They're like, you know. Vampires live forever. So these guys are like 700 years old. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, and they haven't, they haven't really evolved with the times. You know what I mean? So it's really funny to see them interact with, with other humans. And they have a day walking vampire that's pretty hilarious. He's an energy vampire. Um, but yeah, if you haven't yet um, and you like that kind of like mockumentary style talking heads, um, style of tv show um and you're into vampires you will definitely like what what we do in the shadows it comes on fx we, we've been watching that through hulu but pretty much anywhere where you can get fx on demand uh you can find what we do in the shadows yeah it, it is a uh, it's good for a few lol moments um mm-hmm. every episode so definitely check it out awesome It's time for Random Merch of the Week. This segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, stay tuned. Our Chick Foley WrestleMania shirt is going to be dropping there this week. If you go to Pro Wrestling Tees and just search Chick Foley, or you can hit the link in Sheena's profile to take you to the official merch store of the show. Uh, Marco has found some marvelous, marvelous uh, random merch for us this week. Tell us what we tracked down on eBay, Marco. Yeah, so uh, I don't know why I searched for this. I have no clue. And that was this. Oh, you know what it was? I think, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, we have a lot of collectors in our group that, you know, collect um, uh, ring ward gear. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like kind of curious as, as to what, like, some of the stuff might cost, um, depending on, you know, obviously the superstar and, you know, what match it was and what the gear looked like and all that, all that stuff. So I did some searching and went on eBay and said, you know, ring ward gear. And uh, usually they give you like the best. Um, to the you know to like to least so I, I was like let's go price let's see what the most like pricey thing i could find on ebay and it was uh it was actually rather astonishing it was actually marvelous mark marrow ring worn gear with the robe the trunks uh headband bandana thing yeah, yeah. So, the so whole thing that. um i believe it's fourteen thousand dollars right now they did i believe the person did have it up for auction because in the description it talks about uh bidding uh, but it's actually up for just regular purchase. Fourteen uh, yeah, K for an offer on it too. So yeah, and he, he, they actually have pictures of uh, Mark Marrow, you know, actually holding the the robe and all that stuff. And yeah, and did you see gear, it comes so. with that beautiful uh, Mark Marrow bone crunching action figure as well? Yes, that's like that's, that's based on. Yep. Um, yeah, so he was actually wearing that on, on his his figure is actually wearing that same exact gear. So if you're a figure collector slash ring worn collector. This is definitely like right up your alley. This is like a perfect match, if I don't say so myself. Very cool. Um, so, out of his three big personas, uh, what did you prefer, Marco? Did you like Marvelous Mark Marrow, the Wild Man Mark Marrow, or Johnny B. Bad? Oh, man. I was a Johnny B. Bad guy. That was, was cool back in the day. Yeah, the confetti cannon. We had that awesome uh, San Francisco toy makers figure of him. Yeah, I mean, he was basically like if Little Richard was a wrestler. That was really the gimmick. But yeah, he was cool. He's so uh, and over it, it, too. Yeah, and I remember they thought Wildman was going to be really big, but he kind of he had that bad knee injury before he ever really had a chance to get off the ground in WWF. And then uh, yeah, by the time he came back, he really wasn't the same guy anymore. That's why he had to switch it up and go to the the boxer gimmick instead of being the the high flyer like he was as Johnny B. Bad and and uh, Wildman. Yeah, Johnny. What do you? What was your favorite sheet out of the out of his uh, gimmicks? 
Uh, I like Marlis Mark. I like the, you know, the, the jerky butthole. You That's know. when he definitely was at his most famous when him and uh, when he was feud with Sable, he'd make yeah, Sable, Sable come out in a potato sack. Yeah. You know? That's definitely my most memorable um, version of Mark Merrow for sure. Yeah. Great I love Johnny B. Bad though. He was, uh, it was, it was, it was like that gimmick where like, you didn't think he was like any good in the ring at all. Like, cause he was just like, kind of like, you know, look, he looked real pretty and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, this guy isn't really anything in the ring. And as soon as he stepped foot through those ropes, he was like, yeah, he showed everyone that he was like one of the, one, if not like one of the top athletes in, in WCW at the time. So yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a, uh, um, there's a string of like, I sort of got it. it seemed like it was like eight straight pay-per-views in 1995 on WCW where the first match is Johnny B. Bad versus Diamond Dallas Page. And all the matches last like 20 minutes, man. <laughs> like seriously. So hit <laughs> no, up awesome. some 95 WCW if you want to uh if you want to check it out. Yeah. He was he was like the guy for the opening match that whole year. Yep. It's Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week time. This segment is brought to you by Chalkline. And with that being said, it is time for our Chalkline check-in, where we ask the heel husband what pair of his 60 Chalkline shorts he's wearing tonight. I'm rocking the classic WCW Monday Nitro shorts. They actually posted a little teaser shot uh, earlier this week that they're releasing uh, some more Nitro shorts in their premium line, so I'll definitely be picking those up because... Uh, anytime I see that Nitro logo with the flames and everything, it just hits me right in the feel spot because I remember being so excited when Nitro debuted yeah. back in 1995. Uh, speaking of Chalkline shorts, man, what what do we got to do to get some Mark Merrow Chalkline shorts going? That'd be pretty cool, huh, Mark? Huh, Marco? Oh, no. I mean, we, I mean, we just put it out there, put the word and plant the seed. Yeah, somebody's going to spend uh, that done. Yeah, if somebody's going to spend fourteen thousand for them on eBay, surely they'll they'll drop forty for them on chalkline.com. Yeah, yeah, and you would think um, like we have we never got like legit um, ring gear style Kevin Owens shorts, did we? Yeah, never um, had Kevin Owens, uh, Brock Lesnar, pretty much anybody that wears shorts in the ring. Street profits. We, we never to, got uh, any um, uh, Montez or not Montez uh, Dawkins shorts. Yeah, they had street profit shorts. They they had the Dawkins shorts. Yeah, they oh, had okay. street profit yeah, shorts. Yeah. You do the Brock Brock shorts if they yeah Brock. You could do uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's denim shorts. Yeah, all right, so we both went Elimination Chamber for our retro picks. I'll go first. <laughs> I picked a match that just happened to be on the Elimination Chamber show. This is from 2015. Uh, Seth Rollins has been champ for a couple months at this point, and in the main event, he's defending against Dean Ambrose. So this is the one where they gave us the, classy, the classic dusty finish. Uh, Dean hit Dirty Deeds on Seth Rollins. Got the pin for the one, two, three, but suddenly, uh, you know, the original ref wakes up and he says, wait, 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 no, Seth Rollins is disqualified for hitting me. So they had to reverse the decision. The fans went crazy. Uh, this is something that the, uh, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair did a lot in the 80s just to really get the crowd worked into worked into a frenzy to see, you know, their 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 hero win the belt only to have the decision reversed within a couple minutes. But really memorable match and it, and it ignited that pretty cool Dean and Seth feud from, from the middle of 2015. Uh, Marco, what's your pick? <clears throat> so I went with the uh, Elimination Chamber match uh, before it was an actual event. So uh, SummerSlam 2003, um, really good match. It was uh, it was Triple H, Goldberg, Chris Jericho, uh, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, and Kevin Nash actually in this match. So uh, or, a loaded match. Yeah, Triple H with Ric Flair because he was like his uh, like manager at the time or whatever. Um, Triple H goes over obviously. Um, in this match defeats, defeats everybody. Um, so my, I actually, 
I uh, told you guys before the show that I had a qu- uh, question for you. Uh, it's a little quiz, a little pop quiz. Um, who has the most Elimination Chamber wins out of any superstar? Most Elimination even... Chamber wins out of any superstar. Not like Eliminations, like actually won the Elimination yeah, Chamber match. Um, I'm going to say Edge. Mm, I don't. I have no... She I is do. Googling it right now. Are I'm, you kidding me, Sheena? Oh, man, you're cheating. You're not supposed what to a cheater. Yeah, he was I thought he was a asking trivia you. Question. No, it's for both of us. Oh. Yeah. Well, I already know the answer, so. <laughs> is it, did you say, is it Triple H? Yes. Yeah, four, four elimination chamber matches. I, you know, I, honestly, I rack, I rack, I'm over here racking my brain to answer, and I look to the left, and Sheena's Googling most elimination chamber wins. Well, I thought he was asking, I thought he was asking you, first of all. Second of all, my, my initial gut reaction would have been Triple H, uh, because, sure. I mean, you know, why wouldn't, I mean, yeah. Triple H is always putting himself over and shit. You know what I mean? You know, has a, has a second most wins in it. Elimination Chamber wins. Is it is it Edge? No, it's not Edge. Who is Chris it? Jericho? John Cena. He has two Elimination Chamber wins, and then after that, it's just like nobody wins like multiple. It's just you know one after another. So nice. Yeah, Triple H holds the uh, holds. That. I don't think anyone's gonna do that. I think that's why he probably went that route. And, you know, I have the most Elimination Chamber wins <laughs> because no one's yeah. gonna win like four in a row or yeah. four separately. Um, Cody's going to create the Elimination Chamber in AEW and win the first five times they have it. What are, oh, yeah, hope, what are they? Oh. What are they even going to call it? What kind of a Jace thing are they going to oh, call man, it uh, in, uh, in the, AEW? The Cody Cage. The Cody. The, de- <laughs> the denomination dome. <laughs> yeah, the, the domination dome. The domination yeah, that, dome. that'll be what it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, the dome of division. It's that time again. Listener mail, Sheena. What do you got for us this week? All right. So this one, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna address this one to you since you're the uh, the 2K master around here. I'm gonna say this is from our buddy Matt Carlos. He says, "Let's say you're starting your own brand um, or 2K universe. Which six titles would you choose to represent your brand? Which design uh, would each of you use for said titles?" So I'd go with the classic Winged Eagle World Title with the teal strap, the Ultimate Warrior hat, the classic. Intercontinental title with the white strap. Um, I'm going with the European Championship, the classic tag team belts that were around from you know the mid '80s up into the Attitude Era. Um, I'm gonna go with the Cruiserweight Championship, the purple strap. Bring that out, and then the six man tag. I think I think the six man tag belts could be something that's very cool if they brought that back. So cool. I'm a big proponent of bringing those in. Um, is that six, or do I got one more? You're supposed to be keeping up. And then I'm gonna throw in the classic women's belt too, the one that the Blaze had, mm. the one that went in the trash on Nitro. I always like shocking Seth. Seth does something in, in memory of a you know a Lunder Blaze. He loves oh, he uh, loves her. Yeah, his fling that he had. Yeah, his his one his uh, fling he had at WrestleCon <laughs> with her right in front, right before my very eyes. You know what I mean? I'm sitting right beside him. I was just scandalous. <laughs> um, the next question comes in from Jason Cook. He says. If you could slap the teetotal shit out of someone, famous or not, who would it be? Oh. <laughs> Good question. I mean, I have a, I have a laundry list of. Uh, I have like oh, one person I have in mind, but I'm not gonna say it on the air. Yeah. Um, I'd probably go. I'm gonna keep it to the world of wrestling. If I could slap one person, um, probably Earl Hebner, just for lying to Bret Hart about the uh, the Montreal screw job. It's not a bad pick. I would say, just based on recency bias, I would say 
I would slap the teetotal shit out of Ted Cruz at the moment. Um, just for the, <laughs> just for that shenanigans he pulled going down to, uh, you know, where did he go? Cancun. Yeah. yeah, he went to Cancun. So yeah, I would, uh, I would slap him. What about you, Marco? Oh man, I'm not such a nice person. I wouldn't want to slap anybody. No, I'm joking. Uh, let me see. I was gonna say the Miz, but he seems to get slapped around a lot um, yeah, when I'm he says things. Um, I'll, I'll, for for Seth, I'll say Cody. Cody deserves a slap in the face. I love that. Wow, heel turn. Marco did the heel turn on Cody. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Um, we're going to do one more. This said, this is from Josh Ellis. He says, has there ever been a figure that you weren't planning on buying until the moment you saw it in person? For me, it would be the first Defining Moments Undertaker. I was still easing into Mattel's at the time, and this wasn't one that I planned to get. But when I saw it in the store, the head sculpt really won me over. It's funny that you you literally just talked about this earlier in the show. Yeah. Um, mine is a recent one. It's actually the unrivaled Adam Page. Um, we had an awesome custom elite Adam Page from our buddy, the Mad Reaper, that basically the same look as the unrivaled one. So I didn't really think I needed that figure. Um, but then I saw it in person and I don't know, it just, it really stood out to me. It, it looked, it just looked much better in person than it did online. And I immediately had to have it. Uh, how about you, Marco? Uh, I don't know if I ever had that, uh, that, that type of thing. Only, only one I can think of is probably like the, uh, the network, the network spotlight. Uh, I think it was like the, maybe the gender, the gender Mahal. Yeah. That, that came cool. out. I think I passed. Yeah, every time I was at like a Target, I like passed by it so many times, and I was just like, ugh. I was like, do I want it? But then like, same thing. Head sculpt was. I mean, it looks just like it looks like a miniature gender. Yeah, it does. Um, and it, it, I mean, it came with the world title and everything like that. It did kind of like mark a, a time where he became the you know world champion. He was a fiftieth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. run with the belt too. He ended up holding that thing for about seven months, man. Yeah, so yeah, I ended up scaling back and getting it. Nice. All right, so that's it for episode 116. We're in the books. It's going to be an awesome weekend of wrestling. A reminder for the premium Foley fam members, by the time you're hearing this, it will be uh, this evening. We're going to have the Chick Foley Rumble in the Facebook group, so stand by for the signups. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Sheena, remind everyone where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And then um, if you haven't already, join our Foley fam. Go to ChickFoleyShow.com. That's it. All right. Remember, uh, listen up this weekend on the next episode of Fully Posable. You're going to hear all of our amazing voices there on the show with those guys. And use code Chick Foley to save 10% at RingsideCollectibles.com. Marco, any final thoughts for the listeners this week? Let's see. Actually, you know what? I've been saying this a lot. Um, it's a it's a nice little nice little rhyme you can you can say to yourself to like get you oh, motivated. It's, it's nothing bad. <laughs> Why are you saying? Oh boy! It's um it's from Nantucket. <laughs> no, not, not nothing like that. It's a uh, it's a uh, good, better, best. Never let it rest till your good gets better and your better gets best. All right. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy elimination chamber. <laughs>